welcome to Bimbo Summit. Today on the podcast, we have our first non-Indiana-related guest. My name is Tiana Matsuko-Bernard, but I do prefer Tino, period. Now, Tino, period, <laughs> is the person I text when I see a spider doing something strange, and I got to check in and make sure that everything's okay. I get so many texts and emails and messages of just like blurry photos <laughs> that it would be totally unidentifiable to any entomologist saying, what is this and what's it doing? Um, and usually the photo looks like, like it'll look like a mouse shit. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> so I, I love identification requests, but they do need to be clear photos. And that goes to all, that's, that's speaking on behalf of all entomology dorks. Please send them clear photos. Um, okay, I want to start off with some, some like myths or some gossip that you've heard about insects or arachnids. Ooh. I feel like the biggest one is brown recluse spiders. I get questions about brown recluse spiders all the time. Do you have like a brown recluse? What? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of one of the only like poisonous spiders in Indiana. Yeah. I know black widows. We have black widows too. I've mm -hmm. seen a black widow once, but brown recluses are the one that you always get told. Oh yeah, like I know someone who got bit by a brown recluse. Like they sat down on one. It's a yeah. whole big thing. They're orb weavers. I was most likely. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I had a doctor tell me that I was most likely bit by one um, after a night in, in an Indiana basement many years ago. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I don't know. She was like, I don't know what that is, but that's whatever bug bit you is crazy. I had like a golf ball size. So, so what is the truth? Okay, so the truth is that none of that was correct. Ah! <laughs> um, Amazing. So brown recluse is species Luxosceles reclusa, and they do exist around Indiana um, and in Texas and a couple of other states in the South, but almost everybody else that I've come into contact with that says they've been bitten by one or that they have an uncle that's been bitten by one <laughs> or that they've seen them um, are in parts of the United States where they just do not exist. Uh, there's in Southwest, United States, there's different species called Loxosceles apachia and Loxosceles deserta. They're all super, super um, kind of rare spiders to find. You don't see a whole lot of them. Uh, they're not orb weavers. Orb weavers are a separate type of spider. Those are the ones that you'll see kind of late summer, early fall, you'll see beautiful giant ornate webs. And that is always a female orb weaver that creates those. Um, the brown recluse spider is another thing is that unfortunately they get a, a lot of bad rap when it comes to medical significance because doctors a lot of the time uh, mistakenly say that something is a brown recluse bite and more often than not it's actually anthrax oh my oh, god no wait no <laughs> Dylan oh, no. Dylan what were you doing I don't know well I was uh, I was uh, in a basement for a, a bad show I went down for one set probably 30 minutes went I gotta get out of here because and I remember like as you I do. remember because like the ceiling was here and I was like down here and it sucked I like the whole show I was like this and then I left and then I fell asleep and I woke up in the morning and I had like a little spot on my neck and then by like noon it was like raised and like this big and it had like a delicious looking like liquidy pus center <laughs> and it just Ooh. it was okay. like throbby yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, that is a that's a perfect description. Okay, this is this is so stupid. Do I have anthrax? And it's not helpful at all, but 
entomologists or arachnologists will use, uh, they call it a helpful mnemonic device, which is not recluse, but it's not helpful to anyone because it is so incredibly long. <laughs> the N is numerous, which means that there's only one lesion. O is occurrence, uh, which just <laughs> means that the bite occurs when disturbing the spider. Um, brown recluses, as their name suggests, are incredibly reclusive, so they like to hide in dark places. Um, people might come into contact with them, like digging out an old, you know, shirt from a, from a closet that they haven't touched all season, something like that. The T is for timing, because the bites happen between April and October. Okay. <laughs> R is for red center, because the bites will have a pale central area. Um, in a red center around that. E is for elevated, which, and again, this is the mnemonic not recluse. <laughs> so elevated means that that's not a recluse. Uh, brown recluse bites are very flat. Okay. So there's, there's no elevation there. Uh, the C is for chronic, which means that um, most bites from brown recluse spiders commonly heal within about three months. A lot, I've, I've known of one person um, who's had a bad reaction and, she, and it was it was more of an immunological reaction so that was something that was personal to her body um the l is for large because the bites are not large <laughs> uh the u stands for ulcerates too early um if the bite is from a brown recluse spider they won't ulcerate until seven to 14 days again this mnemonic device is horrible i'm nailing <laughs> all these categories this. with my bite and i love it it's yeah every single one the s is for swollen because they do not exhibit significant swelling unless they're on the face okay um, oh good and then the e is exudative which means that they don't cause lesions so next time you have a weird bump just use that not recluse <laughs> mnemonic device right you'll super be able easy. to figure it out no problem yeah yeah you get all that right but it does seem relevant like you when you think you have a spider bite it's because you have like i've had this before where it's red on the outside and then it's like kind of lighter on the yeah. inside and it sort of throbs like that makes you think okay a big spider bit me and maybe it's bad yeah. but it, this is good to know that if the bad spider bites you it's not going to do that or if the whatever you think was the bad spider was not the bad spider it was just a regular spider and that the real bad spider is going to be just so much worse so really it, it gives me another fear personally Perfect thought, for you. <laughs> i thought you're gonna say that the real bad spider is in our hearts that is true yeah, yeah. the worst the that. worst spider of all is inside of us <laughs> Um, Where are people encountering anthrax out in the wild? Why was Evan? Why did Evan's basement have anthrax in it? <laughs> the old anthrax hole—is that what the house was called? Uh, that's probably, probably why we can't was, remember it. Yeah. Um, cutaneous anthrax is just caused by bacterium bacillus. So um, that, I think that's the thing that a lot of people get confused about is like you—you you think anthrax and you immediately think like people mailing. The white yeah, powders. chemical weapons. Yeah. Right, yeah. but it's a it's a bacterium. Oh, so so just like swimming in a lake or whatever. Okay. Exactly. Um, yeah. Another thing that happens with differential diagnoses that a lot of people attribute to brown recluse spiders is also like MRSA, um, super deep fungal infections, um, pyoderma gran granginosum, which is like kind of a gangrenous thing. Um, 
Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which if you've never heard of, Google it. It's a rare to skin disorder and it's so disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then toxic epidermal necrosis, which is another skin disorder that a lot of oh, people yeah. get from a reaction to anticonvulsants, which are super commonly prescribed for uh, like psychotic episodes. So yeah. there's there's so many things that are attributed to brown recluse bites that are probably not brown recluse bites. Um, I've gotten a lot of photos sent to me of brown spiders with like a violin-ish-esque <laughs> marking on them, and none of them have been brown recluse spiders. Um, the best indicator for those, and this is like this is about as useful as the not recluse mnemonic <laughs> device, is to look at their eyes. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like you really got, you really have to get so close to be able to see the spider's <laughs> eyes that it that is truly not useful to most people. So the they're they're from a family called Sicariidae, which means uh, like six-eyed spiders. So they have three little sets of two eyes on the front of their faces, which is only present in them. No other spiders have that. Okay. Um, but again, totally useless because nobody's going to look at a spider in the eyes. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Are you af- um, are you afraid of spiders? Like, are you are you? I I, I know you're an epidemiologist. Oh wait, an <laughs> entomologist. Is that, did I get right the second time? I knew it was one or the other. No. I mean, I'm fine with anything. Epidemiologist. All right, we're going to go. Yeah. yeah, you did tell that, us that. That feels like a bump up. That feels good. Yeah. Uh, so, the pandemic. Uh, what uh, what is it? Uh, no, um. no, no. Wait, wait, wait. no. Hold that really quick, because people really were afraid at the beginning of COVID that mosquitoes would be a potential vector and spreader, and so a lot oh of people gosh. hopped on that research really quick and they debunked it. Mosquitoes cannot uh, <laughs> spread COVID, so spread the good word. Oh, that's good. Wow. Thank God. That would have yeah. been awful. One time I was in my car and I slapped a mosquito, and it like was the juiciest blood bag of all time. It got everywhere. It was not my blood. I mean, I had just gotten in the car. I don't know whose blood it was, but I, there was, like, somebody else's blood all over my car and my arm. I thought, wow, this is, like, the worst this could have possibly gone. Any comments on that? Uh... Um, <laughs> okay, wait. What, what the... Okay, the spider... Why was there back so the... much blood? No, no, go back. I mean... Hey, are those things that suck mosquito bites out fake? Yes, absolutely. Totally. That tracks. Same with the earwax things. Those are fake. I'm the sorry, candles. everybody. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a bummer, too. Um, same with the little zit patches. Those aren't sucking any zit fluids out of you. I know that that's a bummer for people, too. People um, need to know the truth. Right, exactly. That's what this is about. Bilbo Summit. <laughs> yeah. Bilbo Summit. Bilbo Summit. Linda. <laughs> um, hey, fear Linda. of spiders. I... I do have a fear of some spiders. I worked at an invertebrate zoo for a while, um, and they had a spider there called the Huntsman, which are really large ground hunting spiders. Mm -hmm. They've got really long legs. They've got very flat, elongated bodies. Um, They're incredibly fast. One of the reasons that they're (gasps) land spiders is because they they don't even have to to build webs because they hunt all of their prey by foot because they're so speedy. This guy um, sucks. Oh, are you looking at? Yeah, they're really, <laughs> yeah. they're really scary. I mean, I, I love uh, them, but, no, I but they're scary. Um, oh, I don't want to do it. The invertebrate zoo done, that done. <laughs> okay. the invertebrate zoo that I worked at uh, it was my responsibility to feed them, 
And so all that entailed was just like opening the top of their terrarium and throwing in a couple crickets. That all, that's all it was. And for all of the other insects that were cricket eaters, that was so easy. Like tarantulas, for example, so incredibly slow, so incredibly docile. <laughs> There's no fear there. But the um, the huntsmen are so incredibly fast. So I would like very quickly open the top of the terrarium, throw a cricket in as fast as I could, close it immediately. Um, oh it was it, like, it was always terrifying. And, and the thing is their, their venom isn't medically significant. If they had bit me, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, but I think just humans natural inclination is just to be horrified of things that are super fast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, and move good. bad. Like when they move bad, I don't like <laughs> when move anything bad. moves weird and bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I opened the terrarium one day and one of them just like darted out so fast. I dropped the lid of the tank. Um, I felt so bad. I looked around all over like the the main sort of educational part of the invertebrate zoo for it which is where it was it was in a display case for guests to look at and i was just like sweating and i was like oh my god i fucked up so bad (laughs) and i went to the head zoology curator and i was like i'm so sorry sarah i let one of the huntsmen out i don't know what to do and she was just like matter of factly like oh no it's fine they get out all the time (laughs) (laughs) and she and uh part of the invertebrate zoo was connected to a really large indoor rainforest room with a ton of butterflies that would get really drunk so that people could enjoy them being slow and and lazy um we would, we would give them beer, which I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose Whoa. that, but I'm not giving the name of the zoo, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they loved uh, they loved Bud Light and the Red Gatorade, whatever that one mm. is. Um, My homies. Fruit punch. But the huntsmen would get out of that main enclosure and they would travel to the rainforest room to their final destination where they could hunt <laughs> butterflies and be free. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. What a bunch of fucking psychos. Uh... <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Did you look it up? Oh yeah. What? It, yeah. <laughs> no. Did you like it, Dylan? I broke my phone in half when I saw it. <laughs> They're I, the size of a goddamn dinner I plate. I absolutely hate it. They're I, very big and very fast. I yeah. Don't do well with fast things or big things or bugs in general and mega especially. Fast things or big things? I was gonna say that's just cars. I don't like. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I can't drive. I don't, I don't know how. It's and there's yeah, it's not even that. scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you don't like, did you have a question, Dylan, at some point about how spiders can jump or something? I remember you talking about this in the past, how haunted you feel by I, ju- how spiders jump. I know jump. that they can jump, although I do think that some jumping spiders are kind of cute. So it's kind of, it kind of Oh my gosh, they... jumping spiders, saltasids, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're so incredibly cute. The big eyes are um, cute, actually. Exactly. They've yeah. got really, like... You know how Ty redid the Beanie Babies after 90s Beanie Babies and gave them like large, horrible eyes? That's what jumping spiders look like. Yeah, Uh, they're incredibly cute. Um, They also, like, I've never had one bite me, and I've probably kept, like, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. You can put them on your hands. They'll sort of jump around your hand. They're very, very cute. They're, They're super charming. Whenever people tell me that they have arachnophobia or hate spiders or insects in general, I usually try and send them a picture of um, 
jumping spiders with water droplets on their head. There was a photographer oh, who did a macro <laughs> photography series where he just put one drop of water on jumping spiders' heads. <laughs> but I don't know. It's very cute. Yeah, they look like little, like, just cute little cartoons. Yeah, they look like a nice spider. Like, yeah. I, I don't know, they look... They look, They're kindly, they have, like, yeah, a beard. Like a, some, They're super chill. Sweet, They're very cute. A sweet little Pokemon version of a spider. Yeah, you know? totally. They do jump very fast, which can be startling, but again, they're they're not harmful yeah. in any way. So let them jump all up on you. All right. Um, should we? We've got some bug questions from listeners. Oh, absolutely. Are you interested in that kind of thing? I love um, that. Well, before we start properly, my husband wanted me to ask if uh, spider if bugs can fart. That's a great question. No, I said I told him I would. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have, right. but I said okay. Jordan, there you have it. Uh, Simple um, no. I'm just gonna say no. All right. <laughs> there's a lot of puking bugs, but there's no farting bugs. Interesting. It seems like a shame, kind of. So many bugs. Um, <laughs> the opposite of puking bugs, which is kind of fun, is that a lot of insects don't have mouths. Um, like. So silkworms, which are Bombyx mori, uh, the silkworm moth, that's the one that classically makes Chinese silks, um, do not have mouths in their adult moth form because they live such short lifespans that it's just not worth their energy to produce a mouth. (laughs) So again, if you look up a silkworm moth, they are are so cute. Um, I know that a lot of like plush companies make uh, silkworm moth stuffies because oh. yeah they're just they're super fuzzy again they've got like the big black <laughs> eyes they've got like these really fuzzy and tiny that are super cute um they are also a popular and magic dish in asia um and they were proposed as a renewable food source for astronauts Whoa. <laughs> oh my god and That's all of sick. the astronauts were like no thing. yeah as part as part of a campaign <laughs> to prevent new child the next generation of children from wanting to become astronauts <laughs> too many kids wanted to become astronauts and it got stressful you gotta eat bugs mm-hmm. um, I have eaten the silkworm pupae before and I will say that they taste kind of like dirt but they're jam packed full of protein um, so if you don't mind the taste of a little bit of dirt go for it okay. mm. that's what I've heard about moths I've heard that they're a great source of protein and they taste nutty that's Ooh. what people say about cicadas so so okay so cicadas taste super shrimpy which is oh, exciting oh. that's a yeah that's a, no that sounds delicious don't uh <laughs> nuttiness um that has been described super heavily in tarantulas which is interesting kind of they've been described as like a nutty crab like flavor which sounds pretty good that sounds great um i don't want to eat them only because i love them a lot but um yeah, as I don't know, entomophagy really needs to become more popular because they're such a valuable source of protein. I think like grasshoppers and crickets are some of the most commonly reared insects for eating, but like water required per gram of protein in a grasshopper is uh, just 23 grams, and then compared to a cow, is 112. So, like, when it comes to cows, pigs, and chickens, they've got nothing 
on crickets and grasshoppers when it comes to protein and being a renewable source of food. So they're really cool. And I, I do suggest people eat them when they get the chance. I know that like even fucking Whole Foods has like cricket chips and a bunch of stupid shit like that. But it, it's it's good to start getting used to it. Uh, this is from Instagram user Little Dot Crankers who asks, which bug is to be revered above all others? Oh my gosh, this is another great one. This is a this is a fellow entomo- entomology dork. Um, that person, I believe, lives in Kansas, where they do a lot of insect cooking and cuisine. So they've Ooh. been working really hard to incorporate insect proteins into super delicious, like beautifully prepared food to sort of get people used to the idea. Huh. Um, so yeah, they're super sweet and that's an awesome question. Um, and I would say for sure, like pollinators at this point are so important and everybody already knows that. So um, pollinators and agriculture responsible for pollinating about 30% of the world's food and fiber crops. And so people usually think of honeybees, but that's not really the main concern. Our main concern is wild honeybees, so native pollinators. Um, they've had issues with colony collapse disorder, and it's put them in danger. And um, there's been a lot of initiatives to aid honeybee health and native bee health. Um, certain crops like blueberries, raspberries, and cherries are 90% dependent on bee pollination. So that's a huge one. Um, also managed bees, which is like our um, our honeybees that people are, are cultivating themselves in their backyards, and then bumblebees. So yeah, big shout out to the bees. And then Paul Stamets, who if anybody is really into mycology or mushrooms, they'd be familiar with his work, but he did some really important research lately where he took extracts of polypore mushrooms, which are sort of like the in this case, like hard conky mushrooms that you would find on the side of a tree. Um, he took the mycelia from those and showed a dramatic reduction in viruses in honeybees to combat that colony collapse disorder. So that's some super cool stuff. Wow. But yeah, bees for sure. The noblest of bugs is the bee. They are beautiful and funny and important. <laughs> what more could you want? <laughs> Which bug is to be revered? Are, is that the bug that you personally revere the most? I mean, we could talk about this like sociologically, Ooh. like which bug is, is best for the world, but we could also talk about your personal most yeah. revered What's bug, your fave? If, if it's different. What's your problematic fave? And what Ooh, bug okay. could you do without? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, just because because of the timing of brood 10 and the emergence of those 17 year cicadas, I'll say that cicadas are always a fave. They're so cool. They're so interesting. Um, I'll talk about them in a little bit more because they've been succumbing to a fungal disease lately um, that increases their gayness, which is super exciting. Yeah, um, save that because we've got a we got one we coming got a up about that. here related yeah. to that. Um, so cicadas are the fave. What was the other one? Could do without problematic, problematic, fave. Fave. Oh, problematic, problematic fave. fave. Yeah, and then could do without. Okay, the problematic fave is going to be mosquitoes. There's wow. so many beautiful species of mosquitoes. Um, there's some that have these really beautiful, frilly, flamboyant legs that are covered in purple and blue, sort of shining hairs. Um, all of honest, I hate to be this dude, but all men mosquitoes are chill 
<laughs> they right. don't fuck with people at all. They don't take blood meals. They're nectar feeders. So the males really are just going out providing food sources and eating nectar, whereas the women mosquitoes... I can't. I shouldn't say women mosquitoes. That's so fucking <laughs> female mosquitoes <laughs> um, are the ones that are taking blood meals and spreading things like malaria. Um, really, really horrible. But that, yeah. So that's got to be my problematic gotcha, phase. Gotcha. You heard it here first, dudes rock. Yeah, that's right, guys. <laughs> Science says that guys are chill. What up, guys? Okay. All right. Uh, so that was. Oh, yeah. What bug could you do without? Oh, right. Ooh, do without. Um, <laughs> honestly, crickets. They're fine. I've got nothing against them. I don't want them. To, I want none of these species to be eliminated because that would just be absolutely catastrophic. It's not like you got to kill them all. It's just like right. not for me, you know. But just like, oh my god, I feed so many to so many different mm-hmm. names, and they stink, yeah. and they're just kind of stupid. I don't know. I I've watched them eat each other and eat themselves, and it. Oh, God, they're just. God, God bless them. They're just stupid. They're like the chickens yeah. of bugs. Or they're not bugs. The chickens of the insects. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, we're learning. We're learning. <laughs> Crickets smell okay. awful. Yeah. Yeah, I used it's, to have it's to such a bad smell. To a bearded dragon, and I hated everything about it because it was a work. It was a work thing. I worked at a bar that had a bearded dragon that lived in the bar, what? which is awful. But it was just disgusting, and I had so it was just like it was the worst way to start your day was like feeding stinky <laughs> crickets to a stinky lizard. I, I just had contempt for both sides. I was like, I hate this lizard. Yeah. And then I had to make it a salad. That's a whole other thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, the up. salad making I relate to because again, when I worked at the Invertebrate Zoo, um, I had to make all of the cockroaches salad every morning. So, and what sucked about it too is that I was so fucking broke at the time that like the salads I would create for them were so much better than anything I was eating at the time. It would be like apples and celery and zucchini and cucumbers and leafy greens and all of these lovely things um, that I would chop up into little cubes and feed the like thousands of different cockroaches that we had because we, we bred them in house as feeders. But um, yeah, a lot of salad prep for them for sure. Wow. Yeah, we just used leftover garnishes. It was just like I'm not kidding. It was a bar. We just used like oranges. Yeah, no, like uh, we like strawberries, blueberries, mint leaves, um, basil, green olives, green olives. Yeah, no bitters. I I I wouldn't. The olives were too expensive. All right. uh, Question number three. This is a two-parter. Part one. What is the fanciest bug? Fanciest bug. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say Hercules Hercules. That's genus Hercules, species Hercules. Scientists got really lazy with that name. <laughs> but I will say that my white great-grandpa, his name was Bernard Bernard, which is so Whoa. fucking stupid. Huh. It's kind of the same. Oh, my God. I have a great uncle named Monty Montague. Whoa. I think his name's Montague Montague. Whoa, Hercules Hercules. Okay, yeah, Hercules Hercules. And this is another one, <laughs> oh, I hate to say it, where the men take the men take the cake. What up, guys? The male. <laughs> Barstool Sports presents Bimbo Summit. You know what kind of podcast this is. Bugs and insects. The, <laughs> the male Hercules Hercules is a massive beetle. 
Uh, he's a lit. His elytra, which is the hard wing covering, um, is a like a bright yellow with little black specks on it. It's super shiny. It looks like a new weird Hummer. Um, he's got this <laughs> giant horn that spans oh, like yes. twice the size of his body, and he's just like so over the top flamboyant. Um, because of the giant horn and the heavy body and the shiny elytra, he has a really hard time flying. So they just, <laughs> they're they are really bad at flying. They look really good being bad at flying. And they hang out on the bottoms of uh, the forest and they get drunk on fermented fruit. So shout out to Hercules Hercules. That's a good guy. Beautiful. That's pretty sick. I'd party That's with pretty him. fancy. I would, that oh, yeah. sounds cool. He sounds cool. What about that beautiful pink and yellow moth? What about Luna moths? Oh my gosh, they're all they're all so incredibly beautiful. Um, that's it. They're just they're fuzzy and beautiful, and and uh, I'll give them I'll give them a ten out of ten. Why not? Wow. All right. <laughs> I guess this pink and pink and yellow one is a little too cute to be fancy. When I think fancy, I think elegant. Yeah. Right. Mm. I think that beetle is very, very elegant. Yeah. With the with its huge. <laughs> One claw. Yeah. Tune in next week for part two of our Bugs, Gossip, and Myth episode with Tino. Or if you want to hear part two right now, you can go to patreon.com slash bimbo summit and listen to both episodes by making a monthly pledge. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash bimbo summit.